Hello, I'm Dr. Miguel Gonzalez, President of Reasons for Faith International Ministries and your Bible teacher here on Truth to Live By. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us and I want to extend an invitation for you to join us each and every week at this same time and on this same station. It is our prayer that God is using these programs to minister to you wherever you might be in your spiritual life. Father, we come to you this uh, today and asking you to speak to us as we spend time considering and studying your precious word. May it, may it come alive to us today. May the Holy Spirit use it in our lives to conform us more and more to the image of Christ. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we are going to be talking about preparing for battle. And the title of the message is going to be Prepared for Battle. And we're going to consider a number of different passages and an, an, an approach that Scripture gives us in order to properly prepare us for spiritual battle. When we think about battle, we think of soldiers who go into the battle zone, the war zone, well prepared with protective gear. I mean, what soldier goes into battle without a clear understanding of the what, why, when, where, and whom? Soldiers, soldiers need to be well equipped if they are going to be able to effectively engage in battle. So we, as Christians, need to be just as well prepared for the spiritual battle that we face each and every day. And, and I hope that as Christians we do understand that there is a battle going on, a spiritual battle going on every single day in which the aim of the adversary is, if nothing else, to render you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ completely ineffective and worthless for the kingdom of God. I mean, he knows that once you have trusted Jesus, you're his. And that you will not lose your salvation because just like being saved is a work of God, causing us to remain saved is also a work of God. And, 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 and our adversary understands that once we've trusted Jesus, there's nothing he can do about our soul. But he does know that there's plenty he can do about how we live our lives here on earth and how effective we are for the kingdom of heaven. So we're going to look at four specific points that Scripture gives us that helps us become well prepared for battle, for the spiritual warfare we encounter on a daily basis. The first thing we're going to uh, look at is that we are supposed to identify our enemy. If we look at, and, and we're going to look at several passages here, Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll read verses 12 through 13. But before we reread re that, I hope you as a believer understand that the life of a Christian is a life that is I hope you understand that every single 
day that you wake up, the enemy has a strategy to engage with you in battle and war. You are, you are the adversary's enemy and your enemy, your adversary will do whatever it takes to make sure he engages you and defeats you. If you do not, and my point is this, you can't be a Christian, you can't be a, a student of scripture and not know that there is a real, real spiritual warfare going out, going on there, uh, going on uh, today in your life and in the life of our society and in, and, and, and in the life of, of the world. There is a real battle going on that the eyes do not see, the senses do not sense, but nonetheless it's as real as the sun, the moon, whatever. We have to understand that. But the first thing Scripture says we need to do in order to prepare for battle is we need to identify our enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 12 and 13 say this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And it's important for us to understand that. We are not engaged in warfare with people, although our adversary might use people. Uh, 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 in, 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 in warfare. But our battle is not against flesh and blood, and it goes on to say, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So according to scripture, our enemy, as we identify our enemy, our enemy is Satan and his demonic forces. That, who, that is who we are engaged in battle with with. Now he may use flesh and blood as he engages us in warfare, but at the end of the day the one whom we are truly warring against is Satan and his demonic forces. There's one more passage I want to look at regarding the identity of our enemy and that is in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for whom or looking for someone to devour. Your enemy, the devil. You know there's people out there, and I've actually probably met some people who... who, who say have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ but don't actually believe in the existence of a real devil. They don't believe that Satan really exists. How is such a person supposed to engage and be prepared for battle 
when they don't even believe in the identity and the existence of their enemy. To me, there's two questions. Either they have already, to some extent, they might be Christians, but to some extent they have been somewhat already defeated in their Christian life if they've been led to believe that Satan is something less than what he actually is, or, 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 or even more probable, they may not be in a personal relationship with Jesus and may not be acquainted with the truth of Scripture, thus they don't really believe that Satan exists because they don't believe the truth of Scripture. The identity of our enemy is made clear. And these are only two passages. There's many other passages in the Old and New Testament that clearly identify our enemy for us. But here we're clearly told that our enemy is the devil and his demo demonic forces. Listen. Well, I'll get to this later on because we're going to talk a little bit about, about his strategy. So the first thing we need to be able to do if we're going to successfully prepare for battle. Listen, and please understand this. This is not j in case you do engage in battle someday. You're engaged in battle against your enemy, the devil, and his demonic forces every single day. From the moment you wake up in the morning, it's the business of Satan to engage with you in warfare, to do whatever he has to do, use the means, whatever means he has to use, and the methods he has to use in order to absolutely lay you flat down on the ground and make you, render you ineffective for the kingdom of God. It's not a matter of when, it's, it, you have been, you are in battle in war with your enemy every single day. But you have to make sure that if you're going to successfully prepare, you have to make sure that you've s properly identified your enemy. Secondly, we need to recognize our vulnerability. We are vulnerable as Christians. We are vulnerable as Christians. And oftentimes we make ourselves vulnerable because either we don't walk in complete fellowship with the Lord, or we don't obey the Lord's word, or we sin and fail to confess and open ourselves to Satan's attacks, but we have to recognize the fact that we are vulnerable to uh, our, our enemy. Scripture clearly reminds us both that we have power and victory over the enemy, but we better not become careless or haughty because then we open the door to be successfully defeated in these scrimmages or battles with our enemy. There's a couple of passages I want to look at. We're going to go back to Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to look at verses 10 and 11. It says here, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his, in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now listen, there's a couple of points I want to make out of that passage we just read. First of all, our strength to do battle against our enemy the devil and his demonic forces does not come from within 
us as individuals, as human beings. The Bible does not say that we are supposed to well up our own strength to engage the devil in battle. Instead, it says that we are to be strong in the Lord's mighty power. God knows, and for those of us who have attempted this, we know as well, that we do not have the power to defeat the, the, the schemes and, and, and uh, flamey arrows that the devil throws our way. We have to depend on the mighty power of God to defeat the devil and his schemes. We are to rely on the mighty power of God. And then he says also this. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to take your stand against the devil's schemes. Listen, there's two things that God has provided, at least according to this for these two verses. There's two things that God has provided every Christian uh, with in order to be able to stand and defeat the devil in battle. One, he's provided us with his power. He's provided us with his power. We have access to the power of God to defeat the devil. And that power resides in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, he has provided along with that power a full armor that we are to take on, put on every single day. Listen, yes, we have been told in Scripture that we have power and victory over the enemy. But if we do not obey the Word of God, and if we sin and fail to confess our sin, and if we do not walk in fellowship with Him, and we do not live lives that honor and please Him, we open ourselves to His attacks, and we become vulnerable. We must learn to rely on the two things that these passages clearly indicate God has provided. A full armor, and spend time looking at Ephesians 6. We're not going to cover this whole passage. Make sure you look at this passage and acquaint yourself with the pieces of the, of the, of the, of the armor. But you're also told that you are not to rely on your own strength in order to defeat the schemes of the devil, but that you are to rely on the power and strength of God. Another passage I want to look at, well, and look. At, let me move forward again uh, in verse 13 of chapter 6. It reiterates something that we just discussed. It says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. You know what the implication is here? That we will not be able to stand when the evil day comes, and we're in battle every single day. We will not be able to stand if we have not taken on the full armor of God. It is imperative, it is imperative for us to take on the armor of God, put on that armor of God, understand what those pieces of the armor are in order to be able to stand. And after we've done that, to stand, to stand, be unmovable because of the power of God and because of the armor uh, He has provided us. Another passage I wanted to, to look at, uh, Jude. And I'm going to read verses 9 and 10. 
Jude 9 and 10. It says, but even the archangel Michael, and we're talking about vulnerability. Even the archangel My, uh, Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these men speak abusively against whatever they do not understand and what things they do not understand by instinct, like unreasoning animals. These are the very things that destroy them. Listen, if the archangel Michael would not take on the devil himself without calling on the name of the Lord, what makes us think that we in and of ourselves are powerful enough to take on the devil ourselves? Folks, please understand the devil is very strong and powerful. He is very smart and intelligent and strategic and he knows how to engage in war and win. And if you do not believe that, look at the world around you. Understand that the devil is far more powerful and far stronger than you are in your best day. If an angel who is of greater power and strength than we are would not take the devil on himself, what makes you think you will defeat the devil in your own strength? You must call upon the name of the Lord, depend on his mighty strength and his mighty power and take on the armor of God in order to be able to defeat the schemes of the devil. So first we have to identify our enemy and we've said that our enemy is Satan and his demonic forces. Secondly we need to recognize our vulnerability. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean doesn't mean that Satan can't not have or win scrimmages or battles with you. And I'll tell you what if you're a Christian I know for a fact that you have experienced defeats in, in, in this spiritual warfare because we are not always at the top of our game even as we walk with the Lord our relationship to Jesus can always use improvement always use improvement so we're not always at the top of our game and we know what it is to be laid down flat by the schemes and attacks of the devil the third thing is we are to prepare for Satan's strategy. Prepare for Satan's strategy. And we've said this before and I'll reiterate it. His desire, listen, the devil's desire in your life as a believer, the devil's desire is to knock you off track with attacks that will make you question God's goodness and dependability. We must be prepared. Listen, I know people and for all I know I may have experienced this myself at some point in my life, but I've 
known people who, who, who oftentimes when something happens in their life or in the life of their family or, or with their job or whatever that may, it may be, they become vulnerable and rather than leaning and trusting and depending on God, they start giving the devil a crack to work with. And the devil is smart enough and strategic enough to use that little crack you've given him to create a wedge that causes you to question God's love. And that's precisely why God wants us to be prepared for battle. God wants you to know that the devil, listen, he's a roaring lion seeking which implies that he's always just roaming around waiting for the moment to pounce on you. Whether he does it himself or whether he uses a demon to do it is irrelevant. But he's, he's, he's just roaming, waiting for the opportunity. And the Bible is telling you, you better be prepared because the devil, your enemy, is going to take any and every opportunity he gets to pounce on you, to devour you, to chew you up and spit you out and cause you to question God's love, God's trustworthiness, God's faithfulness, God's grace and mercy. Therefore the Bible says, be prepared. Again in Ephesians, or let's go to John chapter 8, or no, let me go first to Genesis chapter 3. And I want to give you an illustration of what I'm talking about. Genesis chapter 3, and I want to read verses 1 through 5. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, listen, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say, he's wanting you to question God? In any area of your life, it doesn't matter where you question God. All he wants is for you to question God. Okay? And then he goes on and says, The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in the garden, from the tree that is in the middle of the, of the garden, and you must not... Let me start all over again. I lost myself. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of, eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. In other words, the serpent wanted to make sure she knew that God was holding back and he wanted to question her. And he successfully caused her to question God, which led to her sin. The last thing I want you to, to uh, point I want to make is that we are to carry our, our assignment. In other words, you are to put on the armor of God. If not, you will not persevere and, and, and you will not be able to effectively carry out the will of God in your life and in this world. And I would encourage you to look at 1 Peter 4.19 and uh, 1 Peter 5.8-9.
through 11. So identify your enemy, recognize your vulnerability, prepare for Satan's strategy, and carry out your assignment. God has a plan for all of you, and He wants you to complete it. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy, for your word, and for the armor, and for your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. have been listening to Truth to Live By. Truth to Live By is a production and ministry of Reasons for Faith International Ministries. This ministry is a listener-supported ministry. Would you please consider prayerfully supporting us both with your prayers and financially? It is because of the contributions and the partnership of God's people that we're able to continue to bring this program to you each week on this radio station. We need your partnership so that we may be able to continue preaching the, the gospel of Jesus Christ and proclaiming the truth of the Word of God. It is indeed our prayer that God is being glorified through the work that we do. If you are, not, if you are a believer, it is our prayer that God is using this to strengthen your faith and equipping you uh, for service so that you may be able to do the work of the kingdom in this world. And if you are an uh, individual who has not yet trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we pray that you would take this opportunity to do so simply by praying this simple prayer. Father, I acknowledge I am a sinner. I acknowledge I can do nothing to save myself or contribute to my salvation. I believe Jesus is who he claimed to be and who the Bible claims him to be. I ask him to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life, to create me anew, and to give me the gift of eternal life. For it is in his name that I pray. Amen. If you have prayed this prayer, I can tell you on the authority of the Word of God that you have been adopted and brought into the family of God and you are now his child. Will you please let us know if you've made that decision so that we may be able to contact you in return and rejoice along with you. If you wanted to request any CD copies of any of our messages or any other resources that we have, we uh, are asking that you do so in writing and I'll give you the, our contact information in just a moment. Uh, I also want to make you aware of our website. Our web address is www.rffiministries.org. Uh, if you're requesting any uh, resources, please address your letter to Truth to Live By, Post Office Box 23688, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227-0279. Our email address is truth to live by at rffiministries.org. Uh, 
Our phone number is 704-778-3759. Please visit our website where you can get a great deal of information about us at www.rffiministries.org. God bless you.